Welcome to From the Magic Pencil, Voices of Writing Through. Our goal is to amplify the voices of people whose stories need to be heard. I want to introduce Runri, who is, I don't want to say an old friend, although I kind of feel like you're an old friend. One of the original Anjali House students, one of the original Writing Through students, and it's very interesting, actually, that I'm talking to you today because this past week we had our annual Anjali House Writing Through Workshop. And I looked back and the very first one was in 2011. That was ages. That was a long, long time ago. <laughs> long time ago. I know. So we've known each other a long time, which is pretty wonderful. Yeah, it pretty is. Wonderful. Why don't you just say a little bit about yourself and your background, and then we can just chat about your life, your creativity, and all the exciting things that you're doing now that you're grown up and an adult. My name is uh, Ruan. Um, I'm 27 years old uh, now. Actually, I don't feel old at all. <laughs> you're not. Uh, well, <laughs> yeah. Um, most people tell me that I look like 15, 16 still. <laughs> which I'm grateful. (laughs) (laughs) So, um, yeah, let me explain a little bit how I got to Anjali How and how I get into, um, you know, get to know you and um, joining the workshop. Well, I started um, studying at Anjali How in 2010. Yeah, I, I, I know this organization uh, through these two people, like my grandparents. They're not my relative, but um, we know each other in um, uh, Pagoda when I lived there. When I moved from my hometown to Simriap, they came to me and said that there's an NGO that I can go and study there. And they have so many things that I could learn. You know, because they want, they don't want me to go back home to where I grew up because there was nothing I could do there. Just working in the, the, the field, helping my parents, doing a physical uh, job, you know, to, to make a living. And the school wasn't great at that time. So, um, so that, that was why they really tried to, to suggest me to stay. And then they found Anjali How. I went to see Anjali How. I met um, Kim San at the time, one of the teachers there. And I met Simone as well. Simone is the executive director. She's the head. Yeah, correct. Right. So um, Maybe you talk a little bit more about Anjali House. Maybe you can explain the role of the pagoda in kind of Cambodian boys' lives. That's a really different idea and concept that people in the West have, that when there isn't an educational opportunity at home, very often boys will go to pagodas as places to study. Is that right? How does that work? Correct. I think pagoda is a place uh, where anyone, it doesn't matter if you're young, you know, it doesn't matter if you're old, it's a place where anyone can go and um, learn something and yes it's uh it's the same for me uh that i had the, uh, this opportunity to to learn you know how to write i learned how to read book you know i i learned so many things it's not just about the religion it's just like it, it's a place that can let someone like me or other 
go there to learn something. And at the same time, they provide place for us to stay as well and food to eat. Do all pagodas do that? I think most of the pagoda do that. It's really uh, a wonderful thing, um, I think, because, you know, it's a public place. People can go and and they feel safe. They feel like um, people respect each other. Um, they give each other value. They, you know, helping each other, you know. That's beautiful. It is a beautiful thing. And I, I'm lucky to stay there for five years. I think what every pagoda is doing is just so generous. Did you go to public school at the same time? Because I know in Cambodia, public school is only half day. Yeah, I went to uh, public school at the same time. I work, you know, sometimes do cooking and sometimes just helping, you know, the pagoda out, preparing things and taking care of the monk, you know, when they were they need. Right. And I know once you went to Anjali House, which um, provides additional opportunities for you to learn things like English and computers and life values and things like that. It doesn't have a dormitory of its own. You don't live at Anjali House. The students don't. So did you continue to live in the pagoda when you started to go to Anjali? No, um, I... It was, uh, it was very, I think this is one of the very tough times that I experienced in my life. So when I left the pagoda and then I got to know Angelia and then they accept me as a student and then they allow me to study there. But at the same time, they didn't have a program where, you know, kids um, can stay there. So I had to ask one of my primary school teacher. She teaches in grade two at what's why primary school. And yes, I reached out to her and asked her, I am looking for a place to stay for a few months. She agreed and then she 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 was very happy to to, to help me stay at her, her house for I think it was three to four months. And how old were you then? I think I was 16 or something like that. 16 or 15. So right. it was like, yeah, in 2010. So you left you left home at around when you were around 10 and went to the pagoda when you were around 10 years old? Actually, I left home. I can't remember well. <laughs> My yeah. memory is not good. But um, I left home when I was like around 13 or something like that. Oh, okay. Still very young. Yeah, I know. I know. It's um, it's really been a journey and a life journey and such an adventure. But looking back to where I was and where I am now, I'm just happy, you know, something that you thought to yourself that you could never come this far. Yeah, now, now you're a professional photographer. You're making your living and... You know, you're a wonderful photographer, very artistic. You've had exhibits in Siem Reap. You had an exhibit in France. And now you've moved to Phnom Penh, right? Correct. And not only are you a photographer, you're a poet and a writer. And you've won an award, a creativity award. You're just amazing. And to think that all of this happened because of Really, it's two things. It's people who are willing to help you and organizations that were willing to help you, but also you realizing somehow in yourself that you wanted more 
you wanted education and you wanted um, the opportunity to learn how to be a functioning, creative human being in your society. I'm just feeling very grateful for the opportunity that people from Anjali Howe and from the Pagoda, my parents and family, they've been um, supporting me and giving me this opportunity to, to make this happen. So, yeah, I feel I feel very grateful and I feel like I'm, I'm on the right track at the moment. And by, by the support of everyone I just feel like I, I feel like I can find my own way and I think's better. I know things better. I know what is good and what is bad. And yeah, I mean, you know, every day becoming a better version of yourself, like of myself, to, to be someone, you know, knowing about this and that. And I mean I, I don't know everything, but I know enough. So I I I'm happy, very happy. And for me, getting to know you uh, during actually the very first writing workshop, which turned into writing through, getting to know you and getting to see the impact that learning how to think and using writing as a way to discover yourself and how to live your life, observing that in you was a very key thing for me to believing that, well, this is a program that other people can benefit from. And if somebody like Rune finds this worthwhile, then this is worth my doing. And so really writing through grew out of that first workshop that we did at Anjali House now 11 years ago, and it's still going strong. And for me to be able to watch you develop and grow from you know that teenager to the accomplished man that you are now is, um, I don't want to get all mushy, but you know, it's, it's a real privilege in my life that I've been able to do that. And I look forward to continuing for many years to come. You have spoken to me before about kind of the role that writing through and creative writing has held in your life and has helped you discover your own creativity and has helped you with your photography. Could you talk about that a little bit? You know, writing through program is uh, something really new for me when I first uh, studied. I've never learned anything like that um, in my life, even at public school. So this is completely different. And uh, I, I love the workshop a lot. And it helped me not just improving myself, like, but it helped me to think better. It helped me to, to, to think before you write. I don't know how to say. Um, it just like helped me to think differently, creatively. And well, I used to like write, um, write home before like in a very complicated way because in Khmer we have our, how do you say, a structure, own structure to write poem. And to me, I just don't like complicating things because my life is already complicated enough. So <laughs> uh, my, my brain doesn't design that way to, you know, so I'm not that smart, but I used to write a few, but not, not that great. When I get involved in, in your program, I discover something new, new arts, new creativity that, you know, it can be simple, but it is something. It's also art because art is something to me, I feel like it's very wide. It's like, it's, it's big. 
you can't really specific much about it, but it just, you know, anything that you, you like and you, you're good at it. Yeah, well, I know that um, one of the things that we try to do with writing through is to give you kind of the confidence to take what you're thinking and to move into your life with it. I've seen you do that in lots of different ways. The other thing, too, is that when you write something that's in your head and you do it creatively and we do the brainstorming and all of that, it helps you see the world in a different way right? You have a different vision of the world. And I think that translates directly into your photography. Do you think that's true? Yeah, that's true. I feel like it's the same message. One is writing and have a text and one is just image, you know, one image after one image. So yeah, it's connected. And later on, it, it, it helped me to think creatively in uh, transform it from the text uh, into uh, image. Yeah, and I know a lot of what you um, tend to do with your photography is to create stories. What is it called? Narrative photography? or something? I know that you did this whole series of people who are living on the Tunley Sop, the fishing village, these villagers who will actually live on the lake. And you followed them and took all sorts of really beautiful, amazing images. And um, I think you've done that before, haven't you? Where you have kind of a story in your head. You want to tell the story of these people and then you do it through your photography. Is that right? Correct, yeah. Of course, before you can do a project, you have to think, what is it about? Why I'm doing it? So you've got lots of questions to ask yourself in your head as well. You know, brainstorming or imagining and then, and also when you have experience, when I go there a lot, you know, I, I, I didn't realize it, that this is something I could uh, document about it. Going back to thinking creatively, you know, writing through. Yeah, it, it, it helped me. It, it doesn't matter in what way you're thinking, you know, it doesn't have to be the same to other photographers, the same to other artists. It, it can be different, you know. This is the great things about art. You can just be yourself and just produce what you like. What do you think is good for you? I think what you've learned is that, you know, you're unique. Everyone is unique, but there's only one rune. And the vision that you have of your world and, and the way that you feel about it is unique to you and is valuable and something that you want to share and that we want to see. So do you have something that you're working on now? Do you have a new project that you're thinking about? As now I, I just um, I just moved to Phnom Penh. I have been busy, you know, trying to <laughs> trying to get some job, you know, trying to make a living, you know, trying to uh, learn few things. Um, still settling down, uh, trying to adapt to the new environment in the city. So uh, it's um, it's a bit challenging. But I mean, I mean, I love always love scenery, and it's totally different. Yeah. <laughs> in Nampen, everywhere you go, you see traffic, you see building, you see people. It's like so many things. It is too much. But I mean, I think I think I make a right choice to move to Nampen because I think I can get lots of opportunity and meet lots of people there. Did um, COVID have something to do with your 
your decision to move? Because I know, um, although Cambodia has had a terrific vaccination rate, it's really amazing how, how well you've done, you've all done that. I know that the pandemic really destroyed tourism in Siem Reap and a lot of the industries in Siem Reap. Is that why you left Siem Reap or were there other reasons too? Yeah, that can play a big part and that's why I moved to Phnom Penh because uh, Siem Reap before it used to be enough people and tourists, you know, coming. And then without tourists, it's hardly to survive in Siem Reap. So that's why I moved to Phnom Penh and hoping for a better opportunity. Well, I know that, um, I know several people who have left Siem Reap and moved to Phnom Penh because of the pandemic. There weren't tourists. And if there aren't tourists, there isn't any industry and there isn't any kind of give and take between people. It's a very, actually, although Siem Reap, as you know, is the tourist center of yeah. Cambodia, it's really a pretty small place. You know, if you spend your life there, you kind of know everyone who's living there. It used to have a um, really good um, uh, community down here. And then, you know, we can go and meet people and, you know, just share things. But now, you know, many people left the country as well and many business have been closed because of covid uh, many of my friends have moved to Phnom Penh as well and some have moved to other provinces like San Will you know Bai Bad and Thailand yeah so covid really turned the world upside down and especially yeah in Siem Reap I think Phnom Penh is a bit better because most of uh, big industry and business is down there so I mean it's not a big you know impact in Phnom Penh but in a province like Siem Reap because people here we only rely on tourist industry so without it it's difficult. But like you said you've already had connections in Phnom Penh right so you've, you at least you knew people do you know photographers down there too? Yeah, I know. I know some people and some of my friends are really, um, really nice and kind to me. And yeah, they've been trying to giving me jobs to do, you know, sometimes translating and sometimes photography. So yeah, they're really, really helpful. You know, they welcome me. And it's, it's interesting that you're doing translation as well. I mean, that's something that I've always said about you. You have this incredible ability with the English language. And I've seen your writing and there are times when you've shown me some of your writing and I've come back to you and I said, did you write this all by yourself? And you did. I remember that. I remember right. that moment. Said, <laughs> you know, I hate to say it, but are you sure you did this? I, so I don't know, you know, I'm not sure where this ability comes from. It's deep inside you. But um, I remember when you were a little kid, the first thing that I saw about you had this incredible ability to speak English. And that was just from wandering around the streets of Siem Reap. I remember asking you that too. I said, you know, Ruan, how did you learn to speak English? And he said, well, you know, you always had a big smile and you talked to people and you just talked wow. to foreigners all the time. Yeah, I think it's important <laughs> if a person have a beautiful smile and smiles can always make friends, you know, always um, give you a good start onto something else, you know, it can be friendship, you know, it can be job you know things like that so 
I like to meet new people and learn from them, you know, what, what I can learn from them. So I'm, yeah, I, I like to wandering around and get to know people. I think this is what I'm, I'm born with and I'm very happy. And I feel like it's been helping me a lot since I grow older. And it's been a really big help for me because without this, you know, uh, natural, I, I born with it. How do you say it? Like yeah. your natural ability, it's innate. Yeah. With this, I got lots of opportunity. Well, I think people are drawn to you because well they are because you have this natural uh warmth and openness and that comes through your smile which is famous <laughs> um <laughs> and it's just your your openness and you're willing to take people as they come and just make your own decisions which is really beautiful Rune is such a special person if you enjoyed our chat, you're in luck because there's more to come next week. Next week, we'll discuss how Rune discovered his creativity and became the extraordinary artist he is today. If you're interested in checking out some of Rune's beautiful photographs, you can follow him on Instagram at Rune R-O-U-N-R-Y, all one word, or check out our show notes for the link. Here's a little taster of next week's episode. And every day I feel like I improve a lot. To be honest, from the last 10 years, I knew I started to, to know English and um, to speak English, you know. I keep continue doing it every day and every day. And now I feel like, I mean, I can understand people better. I can understand everything. If you've enjoyed this podcast, please consider rating, leaving us a review and subscribing. Also, if you could recommend the podcast to anyone in your life you think might like it, we'd be so grateful. We're a new podcast, so this really helps us out. From the Magic Pencil is a collaborative product of the staff and volunteers of Writing Through, including founder and executive director Sue Guiney and deputy director Kristen Schuster. It is edited and produced by our operations coordinator, B. Rice. We would like to give special thanks to our interns, Rachel Walkman and Eva Phelps, without whom these podcasts would not have been possible. If you are interested in donating, volunteering, or partnering with Writing Through, or just finding out a little bit more about what we do, you can check out our website at www.writingthrough.org. Find us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and LinkedIn, or email us at info at Until next time, thank you so much for listening. Ever onward.